Happy Thanksgiving, big boy. You know, A.V., I think that both I and the listeners are interested in hearing what you're thankful for. You know that feeling of just like this caramel, syrupy coffee just dripping down your throat in just this this resinous, like camphoric, distilled... Look, A.V., I don't know what the hell you're talking about, but it does not sound family-friendly. Uh, do you want to try that one again? Uh, you know what else I'm thankful for? I'm thankful for a nice rolled cigar with just like fermented leaves, nice morphological structure. Okay, dude, like, okay. But, stop, dude, stop. Like, I, I see, I, 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 first of all, the intensity, I enjoy. But this is a family-friendly program. I think we'd be doing a disservice <sighs> if we were promoting tobacco, right? Come on. I suppose. You know what, man? I'm thankful for Smash. Sue me. So, what about you? What are you thankful for, then? What am I thankful for? Well, A.V., I, I suppose I'm humbled you ask. I, I, I yearn most intensely for the very mm-hmm. ever-narrowing thin line between mm-hmm. pain and pleasure, the way it almost what? grasps dude, on Dude, the, dude, you, you're doing it too, man! What the hell? <laughs> Super Smash Brothers community. This is Beyond the Metagame. I'm your host, Beyond, this week, live from the American Frontier. I'm joined, as always, by one of our co-hosts, A.V. A.V., how's it going, big boy? So, what era are we talking? I'm talking the... I was th- Okay, to be honest, I don't know when the first Thanksgiving happened, but that's what I was trying to evoke. Right? I mean... What would that have been, like the 16th? <laughs> I mean, first of all, did it really even... Like, is the... American Thanksgiving story? Is that like a true thing? Was that just a legend? I mean, and if so, was that like what, late 1600s, early 1700s? Even if it was true, like it's kind of grueling and evil. Like, there's some very nefarious undertones to this story. Well, wait, wait, wait. Elaborate on that real quick. Well, I mean, there's like, it's just like all of like the natives being, (laughs) being like, evicted from their homelands and it's like we're apparently just this feast is going to solve everything because we're just coming together as a community but it's like whoops no we're just gonna this is how we're gonna solve everything it's like it's kind of like really gross like i think i think we just we just made it an excuse to like just eat a bunch of really good food which i did actually do this sunday so uh I mean, <laughs> look, I'm all about making the best of a bad situation. Right, okay? yeah. If that's what Thanksgiving stands for, you know, then so be it. Uh, wait, what were you saying though? You had some good food last Saturday. Yeah, Sunday? yeah. I mean, so I got together with my with with my boys. Like we, so like each of us like made a different dish. And uh, so I'd actually been, I just flew in from a conference, and so I I actually wow. couldn't even cook something that day. So what I did was actually I showed up and made mulled wine. Oh, yeah. okay. Like the it's like hot, it's like warm, right? right? Yeah, and has like herbs yeah. and stuff. I've had that once before. It did not agree with me. I'll put it that <laughs> way. But I, I, I like the way it tasted. Right. I mean, the funny thing is, is that the Danish recipe for mulled wine, which is apparently the best one, everyone can, uh, can okay. give me their, uh, their, uh, their own idea of that. But apparently, the Danish recipe is actually a lot like 
chai. <laughs> like it's just like but just replacing water with wine. So like that's like my Oh like chai tea? <laughs> you, you, is that what chai it, is, right? It's a type of tea, isn't it? I'm not like a tea chai, expert. Chai, AB, I'm like a coffee chai, guy. chai means means tea. Dane. Oh my <laughs> Do you really think that's common knowledge? Yes, maybe? it is common like, knowledge. Oh my god. What language is it's that? A, chai? A, it's definitely Hindi. Okay, yeah. look, you're an Indian guy. Like, what? What the hell? Like, don't project your culture on everybody I, else, Ab. I don't know. I don't know like obscure Indian trivia. Well, that is the least obscure Indian trivia, if there is any. So, uh, I, well, I guess you know it now. <laughs> <laughs> like, unless Alex Trebek hands selected that to be like a Jeopardy category, the only way I ever would have learned that chai means tea is from you, and it happened finally. Oh my so god! Thanks the I, Lord. I think it might have um, actually been. They, it, there's, there's like a non-trivial chance that they, it was definitely a Jeopardy category. <laughs> <laughs> but cool, dude. I'm glad. So you had a bit of a friends game. That is, a, that is absolutely it? what happened. And uh, I'll be having like a, a more family-oriented uh, vegetarian, unfortunately, Thanksgiving tomorrow. So uh, that's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that'll be happening. But how's uh, how's your uh, Thanksgiving celebrations looking? Ah, uh, good man. It's actually it's. There were a lot of times in college and, um, you know, where I wasn't really able to come home for Thanksgiving. So now that I'm, I've graduated a couple of years ago and I really like to have these, these times, like I'm really into holidays. A lot of people are so cynical about, um, Thanksgiving, whether it be like the actual food selections, you know, people hate Turkey, people diss on the stuffing, the, ma- the mashed potatoes and stuff. I like the food, man. My family can cook anyway, so. I'm going to be uh, due for a good meal tomorrow. I'm going to eat like my own body weight in carbs. It's going to I be mean, great. so usually turkey's really dry, and that's why I hate it. But the, the turkey that I had on on a Sunday was amazing. It was like properly juicy. It was uh, cooked very well. Not undercooked, of course. but um, Even turkey, when cooked well, is still a little dry. Yeah. But that's the beauty of gravy. If you have a good gravy and you cover the turkey in the gravy – that the moisture shouldn't be an right. issue. You know what I mean? I, but I mean, I feel like I, I feel like principally at my core yeah. of my being, like I sure. I don't I don't like the idea that to make something better, we just have to slather some like some good tasting stuff on top of it. Things should be innately good. I don't think that I think that's an arbitrary rule. I think if there's like a beautiful symbiotic thing, like that, then so be it. I mean, you could put gravy on anything and make it taste good. Well, probably not. That's not true. Probably not the cranberry sauce like that. (laughs) You couldn't put gravy on chai. That wouldn't be a good. uh, (laughs) uh, Av, speaking of chai, speaking of gravy, speaking of all these different uh, lovely foods from all over the world, we have a lot of new countries. Av, it's been a while since we've introduced this segment. I figured, you know what? We are kind of having a Thanksgiving themed episode. uh, You know, due to this episode coming out on Thanksgiving, and that's kind of an, a North American holiday. But for now, anyway, we're expanding this to the world. We're inviting everybody, every country, to our Smash Bros. Thanksgiving dinner, AV. <laughs> um, and recently, we've had listeners from Oman, Oman. Uh, how do Oman. you say that? Oman, uh, Honduras, Hungary, which I will be tomorrow, <laughs> Israel. It, and Belgium. Why did you say Israel? Why did you say Israel? Is that is that the official pronunciation of it? <laughs> what is going on? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. I don't think. I mean, some people would say that Israel is not even officially a country, mm. so it's kind of a hot. Button. Oh man, let us. That is one thing we're, we're not. 
We're gonna that fly by so that. VZM does recognize Israel as a country. We're, we're, uh, we, no, we at have least according no, to our podcast. We have no opinions on the issue. We are as <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, no. The only reason no, we do one, is because our podcast <laughs> analytics literally say Israel. So I feel like okay, we're gonna have yeah. to go. Other with than it. that, we have no opinions, or rather, we're not gonna discuss this. <laughs> okay. I feel like look, if anyone could solve the crises in the Middle East, AV, maybe it is BTM. Like maybe you and I, we can get EE back on the show. Of sports like Steve, maybe Meister, we could hash it out. I don't know. Like, I feel like we've built like enough allies to to have like a really great dis- discussion about. Yes, because uh, the future of our uh, of of basically the geopolitical uh, situation, like basically <laughs> conflict in the Middle East, could be solved by uh, by esports. So I believe it, man. Just some good old down, good dude. old Mario Bros. <laughs> Hey, Smash brings people together. Oh my God. I don't know. I, I, call me naive. Uh, but, AV, before we get into the episode proper, I do want to take a second to plug our Discord. Uh, best Discord community, hands down, in terms of Smash content. A lot of good people to fight. Recently, I've been um, you know, pretty active in the, in the matchmaking server, trying to uh, you know, get some good quality matches in. And it's been great, man. There's a lot of great players out there. Um, and uh, you can find that uh, through our show notes and YouTube description or on our website. Also, consider supporting BTM on Patreon. You can listen to our sister show, um, Beyond the Beyond the Metagame, where we ramble on about everything but Smash, kind of like we've been doing for the last seven minutes, to be fair. So if you didn't hate that, then consider supporting us on Patreon. Uh, AV, do you have anything else to add before we uh, get into this episode not much dad uh i'm just feeling especially thankful today and uh i'm glad i've uh i'm glad that we have the the btm community and uh and uh i'm thankful for you peon you're you're quite cool as, as well all right all that and more in just one second wow you didn't even you, you didn't say anything back <laughs> fucking real dude <laughs> Welcome back to Beyond the Meta Game. This is our Thanksgiving special AV. I'm so happy uh, to have you here to have the attention of the entirety of the Super Smash Brothers community as we come together and talk about some stuff that we're thankful for, Smash wise. Uh, Community-wise and game-wise, I suppose let's get right into it, AV. What is something Smash Ultimate or even like Melee-specific, just Smash Bros-specific that you're thankful for? Well, um, I think one of the things I'm really thankful for is, interestingly, interestingly enough, character expression. So... So hear me out. Like one of the one of the coolest things, and is the reason why I've been playing a ton of Melee lately is the idea that through a fighting game character or through like a video game character, um, there can be so many different ways to play it and express your personality through that character. I am extremely thankful for that. I think it's one of the coolest parts of playing a fighting game. And it gives it gives you something that's very intangible. It's like to to kind of like play forward to. And it gives you like this, like, I don't know how to describe it, but it's such a cool feeling, like knowing that you have your own spin on on something and you have your own version of it. And so having that creative agency and that to be like fulfilled in the screen in front of you is actually something I'm really thankful for. 
that's actually pretty cool. I, we we talk about that a lot. I know, like when we were at, we had Coney on the on the show a long time ago. Coney was a bit of a skeptic in terms of like your own game style identity and how that relates back to you. But I don't know. I think it's kind of a personal thing. I I I think that I have found a lot of value in sort of manifesting myself in game through my play style. I don't know, even like little things like when my girlfriend watches me play, for instance, sometimes she's like, oh, yeah, like I like when you use this character and stuff. And, you know, I don't know, just kind of having like that sort of avatar in game. It's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. And like, I don't know, like there is one thing I love about Smash. I guess this is another tangentially something I'm thankful for is like the social nature of Smash. When you first enter a tournament series or you, you travel Sometimes people see your gameplay before they know you. Right. You know, yeah. they see you on stream or they, they're they watching over your shoulder, watching you play a friendly. And they're like, wow, this guy is like, you know, young Link is super aggro, super sick. Like he has a really kind of cool stamp on the game. And it kind of it, it whether or not you want it to, it represents you. And it's actually a really cool, specific smash thing. Yeah, it's really funny. I mean, it's funny that you mentioned the Coney episode because uh, he referred to it as like smash horoscopes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and that was that was really funny in, in a way i think that's true like in a way like i i think there's a limit to the to what you can generalize out of someone's play but it's cool like uh like when i was it recently to kind of expound on that when i'm it's like when i'm playing marth and melee for the uninitiated like marth is uh is it, it's like marth is a pretty simple character with like just long range moves but because of like his because of his movement options in melee with like his really, really amazing wave dash and his really, really like large grab range, he's an extremely flexible character. So there's lots of really cool things you can do. You, you can do with him. And I like using a ton of dancing blade in neutral. And like, that's my favorite thing to do. Like I actually, I actually use like the, like the third hit dancing blade, like the forward version a ton. And like, I get, I get a decent amount of kills with it. And then like the best feeling in the world is getting a spike with the down, with the, with the downward version, uh, with the third hit of the downward version of Dancing Blade. Like that, that is the most gangster thing in like, in Melee. (laughs) Like it's, yeah. Well, it's funny that you reference like a specific move or a technique or like situation where you use that move. Like I, I challenge you guys listening to think like, is there like a thing in Smash that is the the me? You know, like I think when I played Falcon back at Smash 4, like the peon was just jabbing at the ledge and hoping they normal got up into the jab. And like, you know, there's just a bunch of like little boring. Like, like there's like the classic meme where Mango calls like everything the Mango. Right. You know, like I don't know. Like what is the you? You know, that's kind of the a fun thing to, to have, to have kind of have ownership of. Yeah. Yeah. It's super fun. I mean, it, it's like as much as, um, as much as we can like pretend or, or we, we can be like super rational about it and we can just be very like straightforward saying, you know what? Nothing is original. Everyone's come up with something. This, this like thing that is, that is attached to your personality. Someone else probably has claimed as their own. But I think it's okay to live in our own fantasy worlds. Like I think I, I think it doesn't I think no we, we shouldn't be like we, we shouldn't be like pissing in people's breakfast cereal. Like like there's the- Wait, 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 wait. That is I've heard like milk first or cereal first, but piss? <laughs> what are you talking about? Wait, you've ever you ever heard of like someone someone take a piss in your breakfast cereal? That that like that phrase? That is, no, of course I haven't, because you just made I that did, up right did, now. No one's ever did, said that I ever. I did not make that up. <laughs> like, that is, the AV is just <laughs> no, talking about piss no, in relation to breakfast. No, that is not breakfast. the AV. 
<laughs> what the hell are you talking about, dude? Did you have some piss for, for your breakfast <laughs> no. this morning and now your brain's not functional? Oh what are you talking God. about? I did not make that up. Someone please save me. I, I swear if there's if no one has heard this before, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be so bad. <laughs> I'm thankful for your delusion, A B, but uh yeah, what yeah. the hell? No, but uh, yeah. I'm thankful. Yeah. Oh, no, I was just gonna say. Sorry, I was just gonna sorry. wrap that point up and say, like, yeah, I I think it's okay to like call like to to be to be. Uh, I think it's okay to be live in that fantasy world and say, hey, this is the thing that I do. Like because like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like my girlfriend. I was playing. I was playing like uh, whatever quick play doubles with my girlfriend the other yeah. day, and uh, she she was playing Kirby right stereotypically right. <laughs> And uh, so she just like I'm like Courtney, just get up there and just use your down B and just follow them like the you know like with, as a rock. You oh know? yeah. And she's like, she's like, okay, yeah. So she was just like killing people by just spamming Kirby's down B, right? And then we started calling that like the Courtney, you know, oh, that's the Courtney. Like she was, and uh, you know, little does she know that every every Smasher's girlfriend ever, or like little sister or whoever, someone that little brother someone that doesn't really play smash that much their first move is to go as kirby and spam down b right it's like the it's the noob classic but you know in that time she had ownership of that technique and you know she she was having fun with it so yeah it's cool yeah yeah i mean i i'd say just generally everyone new to smash does that like it's like it's it's really funny how I don't know how everyone converges to that one idea of just like <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it also like it also could be like Bowser's down B, just like any of those sort of bomb bomb moves where you just drop on people. Like it's a pretty easy concept to understand, I think, for a new new player. Yeah, it's funny. It's it's funny how like uncounterable it seems. <laughs> like I don't I don't know why it's just see. I think people just don't know how to dodge. I think that's the, that's the thing. No one knows how to shield. No one knows how to dodge. Yeah. It's like if you well because yeah. if you sh- if you do shield it, it breaks your shield. It's like what the hell do I do? You right, know, right, yeah. It's that's that's pretty funny. Well, I think I th- I think that's something the overall, um, <laughs> overall, uh, yeah, just kind of character, uh, like basically character expression in general is something that's really cool. So uh, why don't you tell me something that uh, that you that you're really thankful for in the game? I'm thankful for the patch cycle. Honestly, I was kind of reflecting on some of my favorite parts of Ultimate. Ultimate's been out almost for a year now, AV. Uh, so it's given us adequate time to um, think about this, right? And uh, I'm happy that the game has stayed stable. Like, it hasn't been this crazy, like, oh, holy hell, like, the patch stays out. You know, who has to change mains? Like, who has to... Like, there hasn't ever been, like, one single day of reckoning. Like, I look back to... Smash 4, and that game, you know, the only other Smash game with a real patch cycle, uh, other than, like, Project M or something, only, like, you know, actual mainline game. Um, And that game would have, like, a patch where the entire, like, five top tiers would get nerfed to the ground, a new character would come out that would be, like, broken day one. It was just, like, every time a patch hit, it was, like, go to the bomb shelter and, and wait for the whole thing to blow over. In this game, it's just been kind of stable. Like, like a lot of characters are relevant. They've made the game better throughout the life of the game. And nothing crazy has happened. And it's been nice for a competitive game to have that sort of stability. Yeah, I think I think we're tired of uh, heading down to the Winchester and <laughs> waiting for it to all blow over. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I think... Um, <laughs> I, I, I think you're right. I absolutely love... I absolutely love the the patch cycle and ultimate. Everything's been really, really reserved, and um, I think 
I, I think I've been happy with the latest Donkey Kong buffs. I mean, it's it's really they they were a little random. They didn't solve any of the issues that I think people really wanted, but they're very well yeah. they're they're welcomed. Uh, I think the only the re- really the only people who would ever complain are Pichu mains, but even then, Pichu's still a high Pichu's still a high mid tier like very playable yeah. character. Um, I think they were just spoiled by by how. By by how um how how amazing the character was initially um and I think the top tiers are cool so I am one hundred percent on board with that and I am also thankful for that. What about you, bro? What what are you thankful for? Um, I am thankful for I guess in a, in in a way I'm thankful for Donkey Kong. So Donkey Kong, yeah. okay. So I mean, that, yeah. I, I saw that one. I mean, a mile here, away, but. but but I have to like contextualize that a little, right? Um, okay. So for I mean I'm just gonna tell the story again. Uh, I think I think I've I've told this story many many times, but um, I just want to say that like in college, like I was so busy, I didn't want to uh, I didn't want to I didn't want to learn any really complicated character. I just wanted to, uh, to kill people with ridiculous skill confirms. At a, at sixty, I like how like normal people when they experiment in college, they have like like exciting experiments with like their own sexuality, you know, their own political beliefs, or like their own like maybe like they they try marijuana, you know, or something. They do like some naughty things, but AV is just like, what if I go with Donkey Kong? <laughs> but yeah, I was I was working so hard as a chic main in Smash Four. I was learning all my combos. I was like, I I was getting killed at like fifty to to stupid things all the time, and then I just went over to this world of of Donkey Kong, <laughs> where it's like you get hit a billion times, you get sent to one forty, and then you just rage grab someone at fifty and kill them with up throw with up throw up air. <laughs> Dude, I was thinking about it like the other day. Like someone, I saw this thread on Twitter. It was like, "What were the characters in the, any Smash game that carried and any players the most?" And someone said, "Like, oh, Smash Four Grapplers, like Bowser and DK." And I was like, "Dude, that's so right." Like, you like, like Nairo's day one Bowser like beats Zero's Diddy Kong tournament. Like, like as long as you can hit the Koopa or the Ding Dong or the what was the the Koopa or the Ding Dong. Yeah. Oh, like anyone could play those characters. I mean, like, granted, you were sick, but those characters were like Smash Four DK was so stupid, dude. <laughs> uh, I will say there there was a there was a method to the madness. Not everyone could just pick up DK. Like I would, I would wipe the floor with anyone who tried to play DK against me. Like there's or anyone who yeah anyone who tried to reverse main me. Anyone who tried to um to to to, to be to like try and employ those strategies because like I've. Yeah. Reverse main, AV. Remember in the reverse main okay. tournament, the only time you okay. ever played reverse main. We're not talking about that. My oh day my one God. Donkey Kong. We're not talking about beat that. Your cloud. We are not you talking about that. Oh my God. <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying that character was dumb. Okay, that's just because you forward smashed me a bunch, and I was okay. This is gonna sound like such an excuse. <laughs> I can't talk about this because I can't. There's nothing I can say right now that won't sound like an excuse. So I, I'm just yeah, gonna yeah, take. Yeah, because you lost. I'm just gonna take the L there. Yes, peons, raggedy ass, <laughs> monkey beat Donkey Kong. Beat my uh, beat your cloud. Beat, beat my cloud in tournament. I, I was 
I was not, I think I left <laughs> after that. I had never left the tournament early in my life. And I think I left. I think I left right after that because I was so sick that day. I felt awful. I'm just Johnny. I, I don't oh, care. Man, I'm yeah. just throwing and, out all the Johns. And Pluto, just... <laughs> Pluto was in alignment with Mercury. And I'm th- Salvador Dali had just <laughs> painted his last painting. Right? I'm thankful. I'm thankful that I... I I'm thankful I've never remembered that outside of this moment. So that is something I'm thankful for. <laughs> Look, Amy, you can't come on the podcast and say I would beat people in a reverse okay, lane with my I should have asked. I, I, I should have seen that coming. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. That's so funny. All right, man. Well, you're thankful for Donkey Kong. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm thankful for I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. I'm thankful for the production value of smash tournaments these days like and let me put it this way i haven't been to a major tournament since genesis 7 it's pretty much been like my longest stretch without going to a major so i've been doing a lot of like watching tournaments you know this summer um and although you know you and i were just talking about smash 4 you and i both love smash 4 i never loved watching smash 4 that much i would watch it you know i would because i was interested in the game and the thought behind the characters and the meta um, but I much preferred watching Melee. But now in a world where I can watch both Melee and Smash Ultimate, two games I enjoy watching, and both games with such diverse like commentary talent, like you listen to Kony, EE, TK, uh, you know, all those guys, I could name a million more. On the Smash Ultimate side, they're amazing what they do. Like, I feel like we don't give our commentators enough love. You know, Twitch chat's just like a big cesspool of negativity. And we see the same 12 to 16 people commentate most tournaments. So we're kind of used to how good they are. But they're actually really great compared to other esports casters. And then on the Melee side, a totally different group of guys. You know, Scar, Toph, uh, Waffles, all of them. Chillin' Dude's been stepping up a lot recently. Vish, um completely different lineup of people and again bringing like amazing calls amazing commentary every single major i watch it's been really great dude like we're actually super spoiled in this like we might be for all we know we might be like in the golden age of smash tournament watching i mean as far as uh as far as the the peak or as or the highest we've ever been i mean this is it like in terms of quality um in terms of viewership i i think we might be at the peak i'm not sure i think maybe like there was probably right when that ultimate came yeah, out yeah yeah i mean there's probably some melee peaks that were really high and then like what yeah when ultimate came out but this is the top this is the the top for quality and we, i mean we hope we hope that it only gets better and i i agree with you i think commentators are grossly underappreciated and it sucks that they have to be like sponsored and other people like esports organizations need to be funneling the money and they can't just be paid through, uh, through, through, through events. And like, I mean, it's like players are hardly getting, hardly getting anything out of like, out of going to, out of winning like events. Cause I mean, if you saw like the calculations for like the Genesis pot, I, I know a lot of people, like a lot of people like register right before the event, but right now it's like seventh place gets like $75 or something like that. <laughs> I'm like, Dude, yeah, yeah. Oh. and dude, like it's like one night in an Oakland hotel is you know if it. Granted, even if you share it with like five people, you're probably paying like seventy five dollars a night, so it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I I think that that just comes with the area. I mean, we don't have 
as much uh, Nintendo support. I mean, that is growing, so um, it is a thing. Uh, we I know a lot, a lot of people go on record saying that Nintendo hasn't been supporting, but it is becoming a thing. It's uh, becoming more normalized, so uh, hopefully that well, expands. Uh, Zero actually put a... Well, well, I'll address that in a second. One more thing I want to add in terms of like the viewership experience is squad streaming i don't know what wizard at twitch like implemented squad streaming but that's like the biggest thing for me is i'm watching a tournament right and i can pull up like you know it says like vg bootcamp one vg bootcamp two and all the different streams so i can like see melee and ultimate on like i have a a small attention span av i'm like a hamster right and so when i can watch both streams at the same time it's amazing anytime there's any lull i can just glance over to the next stream and it's great, dude. We're spoiled for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. free. It's free. <laughs> yeah, I'm... like we're not paying. My dad's like paying a million dollars to watch the Sacramento Kings lose every week, <laughs> right? And we can go on Twitch <laughs> and just watch, you know, the best of the best square off, and it's you don't have to pay a dollar, which is nuts. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's. I'm glad squad streaming was implemented, and the way it was implemented is pretty good. Uh, multi Twitch and shoutouts to multi Twitch and Cadgar both uh, the predecessors to squad streaming. Um, they, those, uh, I think it was a great idea. Well, they were websites, right? Yeah, they were websites. So it was kind of annoying. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't integrated. So the fact, it was smart for Twitch to capitalize on that and uh, integrate it into their platform. But um, yeah, I think the quality of events has been really high. Um, the character diversity has been wonderful. Uh, the commentator diversity, talent pool is awesome. Like we're in an awesome age for for the game so i can't agree with you more for sure but well hey give me one more thing game wise that you're thankful for uh one more thing game wise um i i don't know if it's like completely it's not really in the game but i am really thankful for just the subsection of people labbers these okay i think these are the these is this is the backbone of the community and a lot of people know like like a lot of people like can do a lot of the really complicated tech a lot of people know the percents for all of their for all of their combos because people told them people practiced this over and over again people experimented in training mode for hours and we're like standing on the shoulders of giants of all of these people who have spent <laughs> hours into the into training mode and it's just so yeah. underappreciated i mean the i mean i've i've shouted out the the donkey kong discord before but there's so many awesome people on the donkey kong discord who have who like who are like immediately when the patch came out they were they were testing everything every like new possible combo and like they were testing like new like uh, all like new kill confirms and they've like labbed out all of like the new like platform uh, platform DKO percents. It's just super cool and it's a lot of time that's like that 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 I don't have to spend that someone else has gone and done that and I think that's something I truly truly appreciate. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree that too. I don't. I definitely like to lab to practice things, but I'm not such an innovator when it comes to Smash. You know, I don't, I don't spend a lot of time wondering like, oh, is this true? This really specific setup, stuff like that. Like, I love to have my bread and butters down, and I practice them a lot. But I'm no genius in the lab, and yeah, for sure, we're definitely standing on the shoulders of giants. If like, you know, like literally every tournament I play. I use a Google spreadsheet for all of like Inkling's uh, up throw up air kill confirm percents. 
I didn't work on that at all, yet I, I reaped the rewards. So it is nice to have such a like devoted uh, community behind the scenes doing all the mathematics for us. Yeah, uh, I think it's I think it's really cool, and I think everyone, if uh, if they are able to, should go and thank one labber that they've that they've found to be particularly useful. Reach out to them, say you're awesome, uh, you your work is appreciated, and uh, hopefully that can uh, <laughs> that can motivate them to to keep to keep doing their awesome work. Also, uh, if we can officially stop calling. Uh, things that are not discovery or figuring things out labbing uh, that would be truly appreciated uh, I, people <laughs> people throw around that Wait, term what? I don't follow people throw oh like the, oh, oh like the term yeah. labbing it, it, it's didn't we disagree about this on the show like what labbing actually means I feel like we had like a minor I don't really want to rehash it but like define labbing please if you're gonna tell people not to use it incorrectly well, uh, well, for me, I guess for me, it's just like the idea. It's like research, right? It's like figuring out new things and like breaking new ground. Not like, not not just uh, kind of rehashing things that already exist. And yeah, making sure that you're like that you're like labbing isn't creating a baking soda volcano, like a vinegar volcano. <laughs> that, that that that's. I disagree. <laughs> no, no, okay, we'll, we'll get back into this. So, like for instance, like let's say like someone does an experiment out there, right? And then I do an experiment to like confirm their results. That's still an experiment, right? I'm not the first person to do that experiment, but you're still doing science, yeah. in a lab. So, like if if someone if I see a Twitter combo and then I go into training mode, I'm like, oh, I want to see if I can do that. That's still labbing because it's like you know, guaranteeing that that's a true thing and then implementing it to your own play. That's still experimentation. That's still labbing just because you're not like the pioneer of, you know. Yeah. I mean, in the academic community, replication studies do exist, but they're like a, they're like a subset. There's like, so replication studies aren't like the, they're, they're not like the majority of, of studies or they're, they're, they're the majority of like unpublished studies. So I guess you're, I guess you could possibly be right, but. I don't know. I'm rolling my eyes. No. I'm rolling my eyes. Oh my okay, God. my last thing that I'm thankful for game-wise, AV, right? This is actually, um, I wonder how polarizing this is going to be because I think this is still a bit controversial. Controversial. How do you say that word? Controversial. Maybe? Yeah. Controversial. Yeah. Um, but I'm referring to the game ending last stock slowdown feature in smash Ultimate. when you're like getting that edge guard and you're going in deep and you land that back air to, or that down air to close it out and you just get that little bing, and then the game <laughs> freezes and you're just like ah or the opposite end right when you get hit by that and you're like holy shit and then you live somehow, like your DI is just very uh, on point and you make it back and you're like, you thought I was dead, didn't you? Of course, it sucks when you think you kill a guy and then you end up losing a game. But uh, I have to say, I'm, I am I was a bit skeptical of the addition of that feature into the game, but I, I've really grown with it, dude. It just, it, it, it's, just, it's one of those oddly satisfying things that I really have come to appreciate. I agree with you. As a spectator of the game, I don't think it's controversial on my end. Maybe that's just because I agree with you. But um, I know some people don't really like it. But 
I think it's awesome. I think as a viewer, it makes it so much more hype and like seeing like seven of those screens and it's like, oh my God, when is this person going to die? It's like, and and I think it is, it is like purposely coded to be slightly like variable and it's like not always guaranteed just to make it a little. There are some times where like, like it won't even be close. You're like, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. Like I, I will say it's not perfect. Like, I think but, it's purposely but, not perfect, though. I think you want to create this hype around that last stock, and like just, I mean, around the like around the periphery of that, of of just the of, of like the game, the game ending, like smash. Uh, yeah. Also, like the intro screens, right? The the really dope, like oh, in- for yeah. sure. Just it made it made thumbnails a lot easier for all those like. <laughs> video editors out there i will say this like you know how there's like the game ending slowdown but then there's also just like the mini slowdown and there's just like a hard hitting ability like mm-hmm. uh, it'll be like like that that is a little too a little too much for me like wh- whenever like lucas hits you with pk thunder or pk rocket or whatever like the the actual detonation part of the pk thunder where he hits himself into you and you'd be like at zero percent and the game will go like Whoa. or like <laughs> little mac just like f smashes you or something and it goes like womp it's like okay like i get it dude i'm at zero i'm fine you don't need to like zoom in like on a falcon punch sure but it's like there's so many moves in the game that have that quality that i don't think deserve it i don't know it's like i love it it's like super chonky you know to just get hit by it's like oh yeah that... there's no way that you've been f smashed by little mac at zero percent and then be like wow i'm really happy the game just went Wah. okay dude it's in. not like i'm happy it's all like rejoicing about like the about the particle effect it's just that like it's cool yeah. like i mean it's it's it makes like it makes it like differentiate between like a really chonky hit versus like a chic needle right it's like I mean, I wanna, I want some like ta- like tactile feedback. I play with Rumble. I need to like be, I need, I need to be like. You play with Rumble? Yeah, dude. I gotta I, r- Rumble in the jungle, dude. Dude, that's you gotta. I guess that is a very DK <laughs> phenomenon, I suppose. Dude, I, I gotta have that tactile feedback when I'm hitting people. It's like it, it's, it's psychologically, it, it psychologically connects me to the game. It's crazy. That's so weird. I thought I think that rubble like is a, almost. I, I I don't know how you could like say that like a controller vibrating in your hand, like when you're in a tense situation, is a good thing ever. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I want like I don't want to be like it's like you're fi- you're fishing for a big tuna in the deep sea, and you have your hand on the pole and you're getting like this like feedback. You're tugging against the tuna and you're trying to bring this thing on deck that's what it feels like when you have the rumble on and like a last stock situation your controller's just like it's like okay dude like i get it i know that i'm getting uh you know right. multi-jab by captain falcon i, I don't need to okay but hear this experience. i mean hear this like you're holding on to that tuna and it's like your your whole like the, the whole pole is just kind of going out of control and you just like right. and then you pull it onto the boat and then now that whole experience is just contextualized by this like physical like evidence that you that is like encased into your memory and it's like but, but if, if the pole was just like sting sitting still the entire time you're just like chilling you just bring it up it's like there's no there's no like visceral component to it like there's <laughs> there's <laughs> yeah, but, but like 
It's <laughs> the worst. Like, I know I made this analogy, right? I know this is my fault, but it's like, what the hell are you even talking about now? Like, what the? We're not catching two of them. Why thing. did you like, make the analogy? <laughs> no, like the only I don't even remember now. Like, what? Where was I going with that? Maybe I do have to take this out. Okay, I guess I'm switching to Rumble. I don't know. I mean, it's a pretty. Uh, you kind of got the better. No, no, there. no. I think I All think right. you're right. I think I think as a competitor, you should not like if like I don't know why I do. I think I'm just used to it. It feels so empty without it. So I think I just need to. <laughs> <laughs> it feels weird. It's truly weird. Like yeah. I feel like it's like I feel like it's been removed. Like it, there's something has been removed for the game. So I I probably shouldn't play with Rumble. It does. It it is just objectively detrimental <laughs> like maybe not yeah, like like, like psychologically maybe it helps because it connects you it, it legitimately just connects you to strong hits so it so like when you get hit by something and you and you, your brain connects like that rumble to a bad sensation it actually trains you to not want to get hit by that so that's actually what i guess yeah. i i play a lot of pc games you know and like i i play a lot of console games too but like on on pc like if you're getting shot in the back right and like your keyboard's not just gonna go like, right? Like there's no built-in rumble on your keyboard, so like, I guess I've just been conditioned in a way not to. But you know, I don't know. Like, I'll leave rumble on like if I'm playing Mario or Zelda or something. But I feel like in a high intensity situation, I I don't know. Oh, what do you guys think, listeners? I'm down for some feedback on that. Actually, I'd like if there could be like a, a discussion in the podcast dash discussion uh, in Discord. He has per rumble or anti rumble. Uh, Av, I want to pivot a little bit here. We've been kind of talking about our experience um, of what we're thankful for in game, right? And and kind of around the game a little bit, like we talked about the watching the game and stuff like that. I want to broaden it a little bit. Um, are you thankful for anything beyond just like your experience as a competitor in Smash, like with the game itself? I guess. Do you understand what I'm trying to ask? I'm trying to just just widen it up a little bit, like more community focused. Um, I think we'll get to the, uh, we've talked about how thankful we are for the community and how much it's given us opportunities like this to like basically shine and provide content for people. Uh, I will give like a very specific, um, situation that happened very recently, um, because of this, because of the community and because of, um, because of being able to do this podcast with you, I had a pretty massive talk that I was giving last week at a conference and, I was super nervous. I was like, it, like, like a thousand or so people had signed up, and it was, and it was kind of insane because I didn't, I, I didn't think that I, I didn't think that many people were gonna were gonna come to it. And the funny part was is that wait, it's like I'm talking to an audience every week. Why am I scared about this? And but for some reason that didn't click. Public speaking is actually very different in person. But the thing is, I got up on that stage. And I started talking and it was smooth. It was the it was the easiest public speaking I've done in my entire life. And I absolutely attribute it to just kind of sitting here and talking about Smash Bros with you every week. And I was so immensely thankful for it. Like in the moment, I'm just like, wow, this is not high. Like I do this every week. This is not hard at all. And yeah, and I know I talked to you about this, but like I think this is it was just a moment where I was truly truly absolutely thankful for being able to do to, to, to do this with you and all the things around the community and all of my experiences that have led up to uh to this moment kind of contextualize that so that's kind of something outside of the game that's that's really cool 
Yeah, and like I'm sure you attribute a lot of that to the to the podcast, but I'm sure like your experiences as a TO, you know, with your little megaphone talking to a crowd and also like uh you know doing commentary at locals and stuff like that i'm sure it's all kind of helped yeah develop you yeah. Uh, certainly the podcast helped a lot but like i don't know i think that uh what you experience is a phenomenon experienced by a lot of smashers because we if you do you know try to take an active role in your community in leadership or like on the mic uh, you end up interfacing with large groups of people all the time and it's kind of like a a really cool thing about smash it kind of develops you as a more socially capable person yeah, I mean, I I think that's that's so true. Like I didn't really have I mean, I had like a few leadership positions before, but nothing really felt as real as like being a TO for the uh for the community that we that that we were in. And it does it does change your perspective on things. It does change who you are as a person. I mean, you can it's like you, you can exaggerate many things but i don't think i could ever exaggerate uh how important that was in my development as a person like it was it was le- learning about like what it meant to to be a leader making hard decisions that affect that that affect a lot of people granted it's not the most high stakes thing in the world but for a lot of people smash is their thing like the smash is their like is their is their hobby and that's and that's it's what they they connect a lot of their enjoyment to i know like if I wanted to give the best example of this is like going back to your pursuit of happiness episode when you were like, did, when I did your solo mission, when you talked about like leaning on smash as like this thing that was going to save you from, from, from like the everyday life. And it's like, it is like that for a lot of people. A lot of people can relate to that. So I, I, there is a lot of responsibility involved. Oh, for sure. For sure. I'm with it, man. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that, 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 you know, happened. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You and I talked off air, but it's pretty dope that you were able to reap the rewards of like just doing something that you would do anyway, right? But um, I want to pivot a little bit to a more specific thing I'm thankful for. And okay. normally I don't talk about like my own local scenes and local tournaments on the ep- you know, on the podcast. So I like to keep it general. I want everybody to kind of relate a little bit. But there is this phenomenon, AV. Okay. Right. That I think is everywhere. I think it's this weird intangible. It takes the shape of many forms, right? It is all around us simultaneously. It's it's omnipresent, right? That's a college word, Avi. Write that one down. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't quite say omnipotent, but it's close. It's pretty goddamn powerful. All right, man. Um, I would call this the laughing dragon principle right if you're a, a smash bros player in the greater sacramento area you've probably encountered a guy named laughing dragon this dude looks like a can of like monster energy drink right i don't know why if i had to describe him he's kind of wiry and strong and buzzing around he's kind of an older dude i think he's probably in his mid to late 30s and he's awesome Everybody loves him. In fact, like someone in the community recently made like one of those uh, Dungeons and Dragons personality charts, or whatever. And like, I think they put him in a uh, like neutral good or lawful good or one of the like. He's a good dude. Everybody loves him, right? And he's this guy who's always hopped up. He's he has this Greninja, right? And 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 
and he is just so passionate about his Greninja play. He'll, he, he's very unconventional. He kind of does things his own way, but he'll kind of walk over to you and be like, man, I was playing Greninja, man. Threw a couple of, threw a couple of hydro stars at him. You know what I mean? Got a couple of down tilts, <laughs> but I wasn't able to land my out smash, man. But if I could, man, I think I would have been able to uh, close out that set a little bit quicker. And, uh, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, man, a couple more hydro stars and, uh, that set would have been mine, man. Whew. And they're like, ah, you know, laugh at dragon. You know, good shit though, bro. I'm glad that you're playing well. You know, you kind of talk to him. And he's this guy, he's like a two and two or one and two or kind of a, a a lower mid-level player in the scene. Very, very, very high highs. He has a lot of skill, but he, he, he hasn't performed, you know, he's not like a top eight kind of a guy yet. Hopefully that changes for him, but yet he is a staple in the community. He's established himself. He has a personality. He's different. The dude owns a gym, you know, he's a, he's an adult. He's older. And he's beloved as a result. And and these kind of building blocks, these laughing dragons all across the scene that show up, they're not winning the whole thing. It isn't about them, right? They're not the they're not the star player, but they're these like intangible forces that make each individual scene what they are. Uh and I love that about Smash. Every community has their share of laughing dragons, has their share of those guys who probably aren't the best players. And maybe some, they are some of the best players, but for whatever reason, their unique characteristics and uh, very rare personality traits bring a greater sense of identity to your entire community. And I love that stuff, man. Yeah. Um, I don't think we can emphasize how important every individual person is and how and how everyone can make a stamp on the community regardless of their skill level. Uh it's often like oftentimes like everyone kind of just places this uh this invisible barrier in between themselves and top players. But I mean in in I I don't think that it really exists insofar as the top players aren't trying to purposely distance themselves and create clicks it and and while that that inevitably does happen because i mean people good like good players do want to do want to generally play with good players i think there's so many cases in which like in, in which the smash community is just all like one like smorgasbord and like some like just this primordial soup of uh <laughs> Of uh, that's like not a way I would sell the scene. Maybe <laughs> hey, come join Smash Bros. The primordial soup. I don't know if that's like our marketing pitch. No, it's because it's because we're gonna evolve into something bigger. Like we're still, I in my opinion, we're still we're we're still like in that incubation stage. We're not. We haven't hit critical mass. We're far from it. If anything, we are a primordial yeah. soup. Like, because you think about it, you go to Genesis. We've again, you're doubling down. I'm still not sure that's what we should go with. You I'm know? doubling down. I'm doubling down because, like, you go to Genesis, right? You go to Genesis. Yeah. You see, everyone's on the same. Everyone's walking around in the same soupy, <laughs> gross soupy. You really? I, like, are you gonna like, eat soup tomorrow? <laughs> the soup on your mind, maybe? Is no. this like part of your Thanksgiving? Uh, like warm up like dude you... everyone's in the same room everyone's on the same level everyone's playing the same game there's no like there's no like separation between like skill levels everyone's playing the you you walk around you're seeing all of your favorite top players it's a massive yeah. soup okay i want to know what soup are you eating like man soup are you eating oh this like God. cannibalistic <laughs> 
<laughs> I am not. Like you seemed pretty bummed when you mentioned that your veg- that your Thanksgiving would be vegetarian tomorrow. Like is this is this another suggestion that you might actually consume man AV? Is that what I need to avoid? Well, uh, don't worry. I'm not going to be eating you anytime soon. So, uh. <laughs> AV, I'm a ginger. Like I'm literally like my people have been named after a spice. Like if anyone is flavorful, it is probably me. Well, that is true. Like, there's no people called cinnamons. You know, it's just gingers, and that's me. That is that is true. So maybe you may you may be on the menu. So uh... do you think there's a chai people, <laughs> Av? <laughs> maybe you would find them delicious. Mm, okay, I don't think so. I don't think I'd find. I don't think I'd find that delicious. I think we should. Start, okay, no, yeah. but but well, sorry to derail you. Like, what what point were you actually trying to make there of us all being a soup? Because I lost you. I'll be honest. You lost me. Okay. Well, I lost just. I lost like ten minutes ago. Maybe I'll just for for, uh, for individuals who couldn't handle the soup analogy. The idea is we're all we're we're all we're all one collective. It is actually fairly homogenous. It's not this like. It's it's not this like group of of it. No one separated themselves. It's clicky in the sense that like. Yeah, like social circles appear, like form in in ways that are in, in ways that group similar people together. But like at the end of the day, you go to a tournament. It's not an inv- most aren't invitationals. All majors, everyone can enter. Everyone's on the same playing field. I mean, other than like other than seating, like you're you are in the same tournament in the same like with the same stakes as everyone else. Yeah, yeah, it's cool, man. It's cool. Uh, I like it. And I, and I think that, like, there's a lot of people, like, for instance, Laughing Dragon, who I mentioned, is a dude, he probably doesn't, like, think of himself as this community staple. He probably just goes, you know, has fun in the tournament, likes to kill people with his Greninja, and he goes home, and he has a good time, and whatever. And there's a lot of people who, you know, maybe you and I you and I coach a lot of players, we talk to a lot of players, you know, in the community who might be one and twoers, two and twoers, and oh and twoers, and they get discouraged. They're like, you know, I, I haven't really been making strides. There's a lot of players that are better than me in our region. And the thing is, is like, of course you want to get better than your opponents. Of course. That's like part of, part of the fun. Uh, that's, that's, for, for, we're all competitive people at the end of the day. We're trying to, to improve faster than everybody else does. But I do hope that people appreciate the fact that like their, even their participation in the tournaments and the people they talk to and everything, you know, for some of their other competitors, their interactions um, with said 0 and 2 or 1 or 2 or 2 and 2 or might be the reason they had fun that night. You know, it's like, it's crazy how far your influence goes as a competitor. You know, maybe you were the guy that said hi to the new guy. Maybe uh, you were the person who played friendlies with someone who had like, a really bad day. And, and that was like the first time they had fun all day. And like, it's powerful, dude. It's, it's a lot more than just a tournament and a competitive ecosystem. It's also, a lot of people, the way that a lot of people blow off steam. I think that's something to celebrate. Absolutely, man. Can't agree with you more. Well, AV, I think you and I have spoken enough about what we're thankful for. I think it's about time to turn it over to you. That's right, you, the listeners of BTM. Earlier this afternoon, AV reached out, AV and I reached out to the entirety of the BTM community, and you guys answered in full force. Uh, we are now going to play some messages from the community. Hey, this is Minlo. What about Smash? Am I thankful for landing stylish spikes? 
Avi, that was. I I will say this, Minlo. Thank you for your message so much. I'm thankful for your message, Minlo. And Avi, that about wraps it up. That is all we got from the community. Uh, and I'm thankful for some spikes as well, Minlo. I appreciate that. Uh, Av, what do you think about Minlo's message? <laughs> I think it's powerful. <laughs> it's very powerful. <laughs> Ganondorf spike, DK spikes, very powerful. Uh, powerful message. Yeah. I, we should have we should have asked earlier. It's, 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 <laughs> it's like beyond. Av is not thankful for my lack of. Punctuality. Yeah, yeah. Like he just calls me. He just like messages me. He's like, "Yo, know we should do Av. We should we should get some messages for the community." And I'm like, "Dude, we're recording today." <laughs> oh my god. You know what though, Minlo coming in clutch. Uh, thank you, thank you for that, Minlo. Um, Av, I think it's time to turn our attention to some community questions. Uh, Av, I'll fire the first one off to you. Hey. But before I do so, AV, now slow down over there, AV. Slow down. Okay. I have yet to explain myself. All right. If you do want to send us questions, and God damn it, you do, uh, join the BTM Discord. And in the Discord, go to the channel that's podcast-questions, and we will select your questions if, if they're good. Uh, AV, the first one comes from F91. What advice impacted you personally? when you were a low-level player. Typically, you hear things on a fundamental level, like watch your opponent's character instead of your own, save your double jump, and don't hold in. Just curious if there was something in particular that helped you in the early days of your journey to improvement. Um, There wasn't one, maybe there wasn't one thing that really stood out to me, but I think the most important thing to me was just the concept of... It's like the concept behind watching your opponent's character instead of your own. I think saying something like that is is cool, but it doesn't carry all of the context that I like behind it. Um, the idea behind that is that you you should you should be like your character should be moving like independently of your mind, like all of your bread and butters, all of the things, all of your movement should be so natural that you don't even have to watch your own character. So when someone says that. I prefer the advice that comes behind it that contextualizes that like that sentence which is you should you should have all of before you step onto the battlefield you should have all the bread and butters all of the things that make your character who they are down to a science before you step on the battlefield and so many people don't so many people don't practice those things so many people don't have all of those 100% done and obviously there has there is some kind of balance right you can't just you can't wait your entire life to pre- to like perfect your character and then start playing you have to start playing the game at some point you have to have fun but um t- it's like it, I, in my opinion I like that I like that one thing in, ter- in terms of like watching your opponent's character instead of your own because I always I think before I always love to give the the advice of like it's like a piano player eventually you stop looking at your at your hands while you're playing the piano you you instead start looking at the notes that are up ahead or the chord progressions that are up ahead so i think i think that idea is cool but then also to contextualize it with everything that needs to come before it is really important yeah i like that i like that i think i think that's that's a total like breakthrough moment for a lot of us for me i remember specifically i was playing av you were there it was a tournament that uto'd actually and uh, we, so like at at the time, 
our subregion was kind of being invaded by a different subregion, right? If you're familiar with like California geography, the Santa Barbara community was being invaded by the the uh, San Luis Obispo uh, Obispo. <laughs> Obispo. I always that's why I just say slow. Uh, right, whatever. A different town. They came in, and the slow community in general was better than the SB community at the time. And yet, like literally, the way AV seeded the tournament was so brilliant because, like, every round two was like SB versus slow, SB versus slow, SB versus slow, and in almost every matchup, SB was the underdog. And so we were like, "Oh man, like this is gonna be crazy!" Like we gotta and okay, whispers throughout the venue. Wow, you know, Santa Barbara won this matchup. Santa Barbara won this matchup. Santa Barbara won this matchup. Suddenly, I realized like every single one of those rounds. The Santa Barbara player won. And then my name was called next to play against Spider Rivas, a really great Mario and Kirby player uh, from Slow. I, at the time, was playing Captain Falcon. And um, this was back in the day when mid-set coaching was allowed. So I had all my boys around me and uh, kind of one of my senseis. His name is Super Sega, now a NorCal player. A lot of people really respect him and still know him. He still he still kills people with his wolf and ultimate now. But back in the day, he was watching me, and I lost game one. And I'm like, man, I do not want to disappoint, especially since all my other SB peers were successful. I want to follow suit, you know. I want to bring this home. I want it for, you know, for, for the fam. And so Spider Rivas kept doing a thing where he would normal get up from the ledge and then instantly spot dodge. And then so what I would do is I would just kind of jab at the ledge or something and get his normal get up before he even had the chance to spot dodge. And Super Sega's like, dude, why would you do that? If you know he's going to spot dodge, just wait and do like a super hard punish with an F smash or like a knee or something like that. Like, you know, take the biggest punish you possibly can. And I'm like, huh. And it kind of broke it down in a way like, dude, like you have to earn every single one of your wins. You have to make the win happen. And you have to uh, go for the hardest hit that you know you can land, right? Up until that point, until he told me that, I kind of would just play for the next hit. Whatever I could hit my opponent with and I know I could hit him with, I would just hit him with. And then after Super Sega told me, like, no, dude, just go for hard punish, I realized that going for a really good ratio of risk and reward, like high reward with medium and low risk, is much better than low risk, low reward in a lot of circumstances. Um, And so it kind of changed the way I looked at the game forever. Yeah, wow. Honestly, your you and it's really funny that you say this cuz I mean, if I my memory is not amazing, but if I look back, actually the, the thing that transformed me as a player is when you relayed that advice to me. And you, really? And and it's when you said it. So that's actually really funny cuz at some point we were playing and he, and and you kept saying and the thing is is like you kept telling me Yo, you were you were really mad at me because I I was like it was it was in Smash Four and DK Cloud was stupid and I kept and even though I kept winning you kept telling me like, dude, you're not like you're just kind of you're you're also just playing for the next hit you're kind of just you're just resetting neutral every time, and you're and and it's like you're not going for the hardest punch as possible, and 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 I and the thing is I actually got really mad at you. Like I actually, I, I was like, the dude, I'm, I'm like beating your ass. Like, <laughs> why are you telling me this? And, and it actually took me a while to, to really internalize that. And then actually, you told it to me again 
when Ultimate came out and when I was playing you. And then and then for some reason it just finally stuck to me and I started actually incorporating a lot more risk. And a lot more I feel more like fun. the point in the story where you said and I was beating your ass was not necessary to the <laughs> point of that story at all. What the fuck are you Does that whole story just to say that you're beating my ass in this one friendly section? Hey, hey, you you went out of your way to <laughs> <laughs> because I called out your lie. You said that you had never been beaten in a reverse main. And I said, no, I beat you in a reverse main. Oh, okay. Anyway, what's the next question, Amy, you asshole? <laughs> right, so- I'm about to hit you with the hardest punish possible if you keep chirping at me, Amy. So 7, S-E-7-E-N, <laughs> says, uh, after the 6-point update and the jiggly buff, how soon do you guys think we'll see the character on the major tournament scene? And what are some good tips for playing the matchup? Uh, so against Puff, um, you have to really respect her down air now, like the way that a true combo is an arrest. Um, like, and it, it, it auto cancels. It's really hard to punish. And of course, pound. Like, Don't get caught shielding in neutral or in a situation where Puff's like right above you because the Puff's going to pound your shield and you're not going to be able to punish it. Like, it's simply unpunishable now. Um, so what I would do is literally uh, stay grounded a lot of the time and use, like, all of your anti-air tools that you have. And and, and the thing about Puff is she does she kind of has a lot of end lag after her move, surprisingly. Um, so what I like to do is I really like to just kind of stay grounded and play the bait and punish game and, um, you know, punish whenever Puff tries to go for, like, a pound or something, but it misses, right? Yeah. AV, any, any, any th- thoughts to add? Um, yeah, I so I guess I'll personally describe how I play the buff matchup. I just don't I just don't interact. It's kind of silly. I I found that if I ever tried to contest things or directly go like try to intercept pe- like parts of Puff's hitboxes, I always get beaten. So I just use my range. I just sit, I just throw out I just trade as much as humanly possible, keep throwing out my long limbs with DK. And I just run away, throw out long limbs, don't even interact. Like it's like, and then and and you eventually trade so much that your hits, are, your hits pound for pound are always stronger. So that's the way was I that, was that a Jigglypuff pun. Oh yeah, <laughs> it, I totally planned that. Um, but yeah, it's if you if you play a character that's heavy, you just need to use range and trade as much as possible, and not and then you just and basically just. If you keep trading, you won't get you you won't get sent off stage. You're you're just gonna be resetting neutral. That is an acceptable time to to like to to basically constantly reset neutral, especially against a character that hates to tra- that, that you hate to trade that, that hates to take trades. That is actually a very acceptable time to play that play style because you because that is just a very very optimal thing to do. Unless you have a hard punish that you that you've read, then of course going for a for for a hard read is is always acceptable when you have the the right data another thing is never roll in against puff ever oh, yeah. like puff is too slow <laughs> to cover roll away almost always and if you roll in you'll just get rested every puff in the world is just hoping that you roll in i still do it sometimes i, I like I, I won't lie to you but you should literally never roll it on puff don't even try it as a mix-up just don't do it and if you have a bad recovery Save your double jump off stage. Like Puff gets a lot of free kills by getting easy gimps by by like hitting your double jump with an active nair or something, and by punishing roll in with rest or something like that. Um, in terms of when do I think we'll see more Puff in a high level? 
I think Puff's kind of a weird specialty esque character. Like I don't really know if she's a character that's super conducive to like just having her in your pocket and like counterpicking with her. You know, I, she seems like a character you kind of want to main with just because she's her, she's a character that really relies on knowing matchups well and knowing how to gimp people and you know what I mean. Like I don't I don't think we'll see like you know MK Leo pull out a pocket puff or something like that. So I don't know. I guess it kind of comes down like are we going to see like dedicated puff players make a little rise here? You know, the hungry boxes of the world. The I don't even I can't even think of another top S <laughs> puff. There probably is one. There's probably a a really dope Japanese uh, puff player that exists because there's always a, a a really really amazing uh pocket. Does Captain like, like, puff? Let's <laughs> maybe I'll look it up real quick. Okay. Well, in any case, uh, I'm going to uh, fire off the next question. This is from okay. this is from uh, Spiny Woodchuck. Uh, thank you, Spiny Woodchuck. Uh, Spiny Woodchuck. <laughs> I I think uh, this is a repeat question asker from a long time ago. Uh, recently, I have been practicing reading people and their intentions in my day to day life to help me read people better in Smash. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> I already love this. Uh, I have noticed some good results so far with it, not only in Smash, but I feel like it has also improved my relationships. I was wondering okay. if you'd ever tried to take an aspect of your gameplay and apply it to your real life like this. If so, has it helped? <laughs> <laughs> That's an amazing question. Um, I don't know. I've always fancied myself as a bit of like a poker player in real life anyway, like in terms of like trying to get in people's heads and, and kind of understand where they're coming from, kind of empathize with them, uh, see the world through their eyes. I kind of try to do that anyway, you know, I, I, the main way that the, the main way that's sorry, the way that I, <laughs> what, what can I say this? the way that I made that seem seemed kind of like a very, Oh, what's the You're word? like a psychopath. You're like a sociopath. Right, yeah. right. Like, I want to, yeah, it's like someone should duct tape me to a wall and just let me, like, think of that. I kind of want to be, like, in a think tank, A.V. I want to be, like, the Joker, like, with, who's already set up a bunch of traps and, uh, and, and devious plans and just kind of let them all play out from, like, the comfort of a jail cell. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> no, no, no. So I don't know, A.V. Oh I don't God. know if I ever actually have. Like, have you? Like, tell me how that would even happen. I mean, there's certain times where, like, I feel like people are going to do something and it does feel like I'm reading them in Smash, but I've never, like, actually taken it and applied it to to real life. I mean, there's times where I've... I think the only time I've done this, forgive the... uh, Forgive the meme, but, like, the... Whenever (laughs) whenever I'm, like... Whenever I, like, introspect about something... (laughs) <laughs> and I like think about like my mentality in a high pressure situation and I like try yeah. to observe what my mind is thinking and I th- I try to like implement some of those like thought replacement strategies that like sports psychologist Steve talks about I always compare it to really high like high stress situations in smash and I try to like that's how I try to contextualize a lot of things so that's actually my answer for that is like it's helped me it's helped me deal with high pressure situations where I have to make immediate decisions that, that like significantly affect my life. So yeah. And, and and, yeah, that's probably the, I kind of have something similar there. If you were like, I I don't, I do like, you know, in, in games specifically, I've learned the concept of 
of you know being process oriented not result oriented so in smash you know i'll go for like a really educated read maybe they've been like jumping off the ledge every time so i'll do like a you know a full hop forward air to call out their jump from ledge or something and maybe this time they didn't jump from ledge like they mixed up their option right and then maybe i got punished for that Mm -hmm. in my head in a situation like that i'm like you know what that was a good read you had an educated reason to believe they'd be there yeah and your opponent mixed it up yeah that was good right and sort of thinking like you know on a more processed basis and i definitely apply that i'm definitely i can confidently say that i've then applied that to real life where you know someone someone might might, might make a mistake on a team i'm like on a on, on my basketball team or like um just in, you know, in a social situation and someone kind of made a mistake, but like from their perspective, they had a pretty reasonable reason to make that mistake or to have gone wrong. And, and I'm kind of like, you know, have become more understanding of, uh, looking at people's processes and not just looking at the end result of a circumstance. Right. I think in that way, I've sort of benefited you know, mentally from Smash. But I can't say I've ever been like, you know, like my mom is totally going to bake a casserole tonight. <laughs> like hard read. Like I've never, you know what I mean? I've never like. But you'd never go for like a read is- like that in Smash. That's why. It's like you never like randomly like it's that's like saying like someone is going to roll three times out of compulsion into like a perfectly spaced falcon punch. No one would ever do that for no reason. But you're going to read for it anyway. I don't think you'd go for a read like that in Smash either. Is that really like a, the casserole equivalent? Is just the triple roll into an, uh, a Falcon Punch? Like, is that like a. You said that as if that was like a predetermined fact. Like, yeah, do the casserole? Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> well, it is now. But yeah, no. I, okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, now you're just, <laughs> That's the casserole. But yeah, I, I think there I think there are more things, <laughs> more things than we, I think, even appreciate that we pull that we pull out into real life. And it's kind of. But I, I mean, that is a lot of our thesis of our show. Like, the fact that you can extract these you can factor out a lot of these you can factor out smash out of out of a lot of our conversations and then get left with the meat that you can apply then to your real life but it's 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 yeah it, but it's yeah. like but, but most of the most of the skills that you acquire from playing smash come with like the social exposure that you get yeah. that come with like the idea of learning to improve in smash and then the concept of learning how to learn something can then be applied to other skills and stuff like that. Right. But it isn't like, man, not like that Pac-Man upbeat me, you know, maybe now I can like, you know, climb a mountain or, you know what I mean? It's not like actual, it's not like the in-game adaptation. Okay, sure. I don't know. But whenever you go to, whenever you get into the minutia of anything, you can always like, that always becomes way too specific. So you can never actually like, whenever you're trying to like create analogies or create comparisons, you can't ever use the most specific things. Like consider this, like consider the, like the hard punish thing with your, with your sensei, uh, su- like Super Sega, like when you when sure. you when you taught me, like when you taught me about like hard punishing and just going for it, I, yeah, I, yeah, when yeah. you were beating my ass. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I remember. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um when it's like that's actually super important like the the idea of just sending it like just you have information stop don't don't sit on it it's it's only going to be valuable in the current moment just go for it like just the act of being able to pull the trigger without like with 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 confidence on like a big decision is so important i've used that skill so much I think right. that it's like yeah. AV has to pee and he's making his breakfast cereal and he's like, wait a second, <laughs> oh 
let's just combine the two. Let's see what happens. Let's <laughs> oh just my it. god, it's someone else pissing in your cereal, dude. It's not you. <laughs> no, this isn't. Oh. This isn't so. You're like, the expert, AV. I'll take the word for it. Oh, um, I never personally experienced this. I don't know who came up with this. <laughs> okay. We all believe you, oh, AV. Uh, AV, it's been a pleasure, man. I hope you have a, a fantastic Thanksgiving. I hope that all of the listeners have a fantastic Thanksgiving as well. Uh, you know, feel free to share some some turkey some turkey picks in the Discord or email us at beyondthemetagame at gmail.com. You know, tell us about your Thanksgiving. I'd, I'd love to hear about it. Um, AV, where can people find you, my friend? People can find me at my uh, currently non-colonialized Indian uh, last name. <laughs> Uh, and that A plus my long last name, and that is uh, A Vaidyanatha. Now, I understand yes. if you yeah, can. Now yeah. <laughs> What's oh, up, sorry, sorry, sorry. Now I'm just thinking, like, we have to make the distinction. Like, my long Indian, not Native American or American Indian, but my long Indian, as in from India, last name. That's like a whole different stipulation. Oh, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was thinking about, like, we are no longer a, a British colony because India was a British colony, so. And now it isn't. But why? why but why is that relevant? Why? Are you, I mean, I, I sure, but why are you talking about that now? I thought you were making like a joke because because Thanksgiving and how you were calling back to like the perhaps uh, you know morally questionable uh, you know roots of the Thanksgiving holiday. I don't know, man. Like, why are you talking about British colonialism? Because what does that have to do with anything? Never, never forget, man. Never forget. But if you can't spell my my first initial and last name, <laughs> please please go over to the Beyond the. Aren't Bitt- you from Texas? <laughs> I am from Texas. Uh, I, I, okay. That's that is where I'm from. You know, like when okay, I I hate to I hate to digress more, but you know, like that classic question people ask when when it's like it's like it's like where are you from? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah like if you're a yeah. racial minority, exactly. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Philadelphia, like yeah, exactly. I. Texas. I, there's like a there's like a fine line between being a dick about it and like and and just and just answering the question truthfully. If I answer it, so I was I was at like a I was hanging out with my coworkers at at like this at this bar, and uh and and like one, some guy, some really old white businessman was like was like talking about uh, was like we're, we were like talking about the San Diego weather, and and this guy was like, and he points to me, and he's like, oh, it's probably a lot hotter where you're from. <laughs> And I'm like, but then my my coworker who is who is really who who like immediately without even hesitating said, "Yeah, you're from Texas, right?" <laughs> without hesitation, and uh, and that was that was the funniest thing ever. I I I, I owe I I owe I owe him a beer for sure. <laughs> that was that's pretty funny. That was really funny. But in any case, if you can't find my my first initial last name, go over to the Beyond the Metagame Twitter. Where can people find that Beyond? You can find that at Beyond Metagame. That is right, Beyond Metagame. The show you're currently listening to is called Beyond the Metagame. But AV Twitter did not give a damn about that uh, logistic mix-up. You can find me personally at peon underscore B-T-M. That is right, peon underscore B-T-M. That is Bravo Tango Mike for all of you Indians, <laughs> I could, I could. Now I was just thinking about Indians, baby. Uh, both, both my Native American. I, can we talk about this? So I, I had like a, a, it was a college course. It was like Native American studies, right? Okay. And then we spent like a couple of weeks talking. I read a really interesting book where this woman made the case for, uh, you know, 
she was she was a Native American or American Indian, and she was making the case for the term American Indian as opposed to Native American. But isn't that kind of just confusing? Like, am I the only? You know what I mean? Doesn't Native American make more sense? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. I'm not, is it is it really for me to decide? I don't know. I, I think, but I, yeah, I think Amer- they're just American. They were here first. They deserve to be called American. <laughs> like they're they're yeah, they are Native American. I think it's silly to call like like why would you call it Indian? Yeah, it's like we're it's just that's just another subcontinent. Yeah, I think it's silly because like surely a Native yeah. American or American Indian yeah. should be able to decide what they want to be called, right? But also, you're an Indian. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like if I wanted to call myself like an American. German, like, wouldn't a German have a say in that too? Like, wait a second, we already called that one. So, as an Indian, AV, do you have any say in this? All I'm saying is Columbus can go, uh, can go do some very not nice things to himself because, like, because, like, he's he's the he's the reason we're we're yeah, in this he mess. started this whole started, thing. Why does he have his own day? He, he can go kick rocks, dude. I, I, I don't, I think everyone, everyone who, who, uh, everyone should always celebrate, uh, what Indigenous Peoples Day, not, uh, not, yeah. not, not Columbus Day. Screw. Screw was, that guy. Was it Azizan Zari who said like, I, I I think it was his joke. He's the only Indian comedian I've ever I I know, so I apologize. <laughs> but I think he I think he had this joke that like like I hate Christopher Columbus because he's like the reason I have to say I'm an Indian from India. Yeah. Yep. It's <laughs> that's it's a pretty true. good bit. It is a good bit because it's true. I it's like you actually it, I've actually encountered that in uh, as an issue. But we, okay, what the hell are we talking about? Yeah, we are so uh, off the rails. This. <laughs> Anyway, I hope you guys have a good Thanksgiving. Uh, I really do. I hope that uh, you enjoy some turkey. You have some pumpkin pie. I hope that you and your family don't talk about the logistics of foreign politics like AV and I just have. Because uh, that never goes well on Thanksgiving. And I hope that your day is just a good one, man. And I hope that you have Friday off, too. And you can just digest for three or four days. Hey, and if you're an international listener, which many of you are, uh, in solidarity for AV and I, Spoil yourself, eat something delicious, and think of us. Uh, guys, as always, thank you for listening. Goodbye. This episode was in part made possible due to the support of our patrons BK Otter, Deem Guy, Hydra, Minlo, Pandora, Zuna, Big Tip, Danderson, Weasel, Ferris, Honk Lava, Giuseppe, Makatoon, Praxis, Puso, Ringo, Robiert, and Ultimate.